Here we go. This is bass William Clay Thompson, and you're listening to the CVH Podcast. All right, good morning, good morning, good morning. Monday, January 25th. It's pre-9 a.m. for me. That is early, but um, no gym today. I'm hurting. Can't go, won't go. And normally I can... uh, fight my way right through that urge to not go. Normally I can just like browbeat myself, look myself in the mirror and be like, we both know why you're doing this, so get over there. And um, uh, I, today I made the very executive decision to not go. Uh, I think that's to my credit. <laughs> Normally it's uh, one of those things that you hate myself for doing, but today I'm actually happy that I decided to skip it. Because I'm hurting and I'm... Um, I'm quickly realizing how much of of that time um, and that, you know, exhaustion is just a filler. You know, this thing that I'm replacing, this um, other need. Uh, It's, uh, you know, it it can't be too consuming. My my body physically hurts. I'm going too far with it. Uh, I I talked to coffee this morning, bad instant coffee. Because I drank my energy drink like I was going to the gym, so I'm all fired up from that. But uh, this is just decaf. It's boring. Really boring. I talked to a friend yesterday, and um, a good friend, uh, a show, you know, show business friend. And uh, I am quickly reminded of something here. Um, uh, something, something that I think we need to keep remembering. Um, and that's just how um, affected our people are by... Uh, this pandemic, um, and I'm talking about theater people, um, Broadway, opera, stage, um, you know, all all these live performances, and 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 you know, not to not to discount movie theaters and things like that, but that's not my that's not my uh, expertise. My 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 experience exists in live performance for 17, 18 years now, and. Um, uh, our people are hurting, and and just because I personally went and worked for five seconds uh, a couple weeks ago, I think I for a moment uh, forgot that most people are still completely not working, and we are uh, over ten months into this, rapidly closing in on a year, and most of our people, most, I mean, we, there there's a handful that work seem to work pretty regularly. There is another group that has worked sparsely, and then there is the giant group, the 79% of, of our people that are 10 months completely out of uh, performing work. And um, this is a nightmare, uh, and it continues. And, and, and when we talk to each other, we, we all sort of, um, we go through the motions, uh, we talk about how bad, excuse me, how bad it is, and then, and then we talk about how we're going to you know, it's going to be fine. You know, we have to pump each other back up. But but I think I think we're glossing over the mental aspect of this, that this is becoming very draining and that everything is effectively bad news. Uh, it's bad news after bad news after bad news. And I don't, I, I'm trying to think of industries, and I'm sure there are some, and I'm no genius. Uh, I'm trying to think of industries that have been affected quite like us. And there are plenty of people that will sort of laugh at that and say, oh, that's not a real job. But we have, we have thrown in with this business. We have devoted our entire lives, sacrificed 
an incredible amount uh, to do this for a living. I mean, you give up on... I'm not sure I've been home for Christmas. In the last 20 years, maybe I've been home for Christmas three or four times. I mean, it you miss everything. Birthdays, graduations, anniversaries. You miss everything. We pay a price for this life. And, and we pay it gladly. Uh, it's not always easy, but we are all aware of the cost and we sign up anyway. Um, we want the life of show business and so we understand that it that it there's going to be some sacrifices. Now, what we didn't anticipate was that after it got going, and for those of us that were right in the middle of the good part, or right at the beginning of the good part, um, it, it, it just stopped. It just stopped. And in talking to my bud uh, yesterday, I'm, I'm quickly reminded that there, there will be a tipping point for our people. Not everybody is going to make it. Not everybody is going to survive this thing. Um, not just uh, financially, right? Right. We can all... <laughs> Singers remember uh, being broke. I never met a singer... Well, that's not true. I did meet a few that were that seemed to be bankrolled from day one. But uh, for the most part... Um, for the most part, uh, classical musicians started dead broke, and um, and it's easy to start from dead broke because there's only up, right? <laughs> uh, and most people started from dead broke and debt. You know, on top of that, uh, they weren't at zero. They were often uh, tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars in debt, if not more. Uh, I've definitely heard the horror stories of people that went to uh, conservatories and left with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and never sang a day in their life. I mean, okay, that's that's a whole different topic. But what I'm talking about are the people that uh, did do this for a living, be it at whatever level it was, but it was their livelihood. And I'm talking about stage guys, the crew, all the crew, the pit, the staff, the administration, the the stage managers, the assistants. I mean, the, the, there's six people on stage singing at you and 70 people in the pit playing at you and a maestro with his back to you. But there's 200 or 300 other people that put that show up that night and our shit has been shut down and it's um uh i'm i was quickly reminded yesterday that the mental toll that is that is um being taken on people needs to be considered and we need to look out for each other we need to reach out reach out to your buddies reach out to your pals reach out to your friends and make sure that they're okay just check in because uh, a lot of people aren't okay and, and that was myself included for a while. Um, you know, July and August, I didn't know, I didn't know which way was up and, and I actually didn't care. I was just sort of like threw my hands up at it and, uh, and, and needed, uh, a support, I needed a support team really to, to see me through it. And, um, I don't know that I'm completely through it, but what I do know is that I have plenty of friends that are nowhere near through it. And uh, this is this is a dark time. We need to look out for each other a little better. And um, you know, I was real happy to see uh, Governor Cuomo, you know, with this initiative of bringing bringing theaters back to New York as quickly as possible, because New York City will die without tourists. It just will die. We think New York's like this this beautiful um, um, existing place where you know everything that's happening in New York is contained in New York. It's just not. Um, uh, the shows are filled with tourists, people who not only bought tickets, I mean, a Broadway ticket, okay, unless it's the top five shows, 
you can basically buy a ticket day of, and they'll sell them to you half price in Times Square, you know, last minute. You can you can get into a show for half price. Why? Because they need you there. They need you in the restaurant. They need you in the hotel. They need you in the taxi. They need you going over to Macy's. They need you going on the airplane. All of that other shit that comes with going to the show. They're willing, almost willing to give you a free, free you know, ticket to the show just so you'll spend all that other money. Or you'll feel good about spending all that other money because look, we got such a great deal on the Broadway show, and those theaters are dark. And I have uh, friends and colleagues on Broadway who are in their late thirties, living with their parents right now, out in the Midwest, uh, trying to figure out whether or not they can do this anymore. Whether how I mean, uh, you, everybody's uh, financial situation is is um, unique, and I don't pretend to know anybody else's. Um, if you have set yourself up to be able to sit through this, great. Uh, there's plenty of people early on in their career that have not much padding to to uh, bridge the gaps. And they were often, uh, you know, people are gig to gig. Very often they are gig to gig, you know. And it's not that we're not... Um, it's not that we're not paid what what we're worth. Um, it's just that it costs a hell of a lot of money to do this for a living. The amount of expenses that exist... I spend um, nine, ten months out of the year on the road. That's nine or ten months of rent uh, on top of my home mortgage, on top of life that exists here for me in Virginia. I mean, there, there, there's a tremendous expense. Now, that expense is gone during pandemic, but so is every fucking dime. And um, uh, this this weighs on people very, very quickly. You know, you can sort of... You can sort of rationalize the loss of work. Okay, well, everybody's lost their work. It's not like it's personal, just like we're all out of work. But the money part of this, there, there is a moment where people go, okay, that's all I can do. I can't do anymore. I have to think of something else to do. And they're going to have to toss in with something else. We are going to lose a ton of talent in this. A ton. And I'm, I'm not sure the ramifications of this are completely uh, realized. Because when we get back, whenever that may be, uh, I mean, we're all currently kind of ambulance chasing in a way, right? Like, where's the gig? What's paying? Who's doing what? Somebody going to do something? Somebody? We're all scrounging for the for the same six gigs, uh, and I assure you, the opera companies aren't going to take uh, a chance on some young singer. They're gonna they're gonna go ahead and get the best value for their money they possibly can. Uh, I saw I saw a partial cast list to a bohem that's going to supposedly go down in, in Palm Beach. And let me tell you, it's a fucking A cast. Wow. This is a cast that would that would um, be very difficult for uh, the top three opera companies in the world to put together. It would be very difficult. Not just from an affordability, but from an availability standpoint. Um, um, you know, the, the people that uh, work the most are going to take everything they can when when and if it comes back. So, you know, the idea being that the people who are sort of at the beginning or haven't got a ton of things started or don't have the agent or whatever are going to be nowhere near those gigs when they come back. Their timeline is even longer. And um, I, I, I don't want to forget this. I don't want to forget this because I've worked a little bit or because, um, uh, you know, I'm older and more established and can, and can wait this out. Um, I, I have a lot of empathy and sympathy and, and my heart goes out to the people who are struggling with this mentally, uh, because it, it, um, it, it can take hold. I'm not, 
there there is a there is a cost to this that we haven't fully realized. Um, uh, and anyway, that is bumming me out. <laughs> what a fucking downer I am today. But that's why I did this. That's why this thing is here. This is here so I can say this stuff. And uh, it, it, you know, it's not that my people aren't supportive, uh, but but very often I'm just going on and on and on, and I think, all right, <laughs> my loved ones have had enough. They don't need any more of this complaining because because from from their standpoint and my standpoint, it's going just fine. We're just having a long vacation here. But uh, talking to my pal yesterday, I got I just got worried. Not just for him. I mean, th- this is a this is a strong person who will be fine. Um, I I got worried for the people that aren't that strong aren't as strong as as he is or or um are are being discouraged or have things around them in their life that are pulling them in the you better get your shit together direction uh because so much of uh the upper career is like going for it right we're going for something big we've decided to go for this hard thing you know and and you think that there's a ton of risk and I and of course there is a ton of risk, but I remember Bill Burr uh, saying one time I heard him say, um, "It's only reward when you go for the dream, and it's only risk when you take the easy way out." Because the easy way out, being the job you hate, or the person you're settling on, or the town you you can afford but really despise. All of those things will weigh upon you much heavier than sleeping in a one-bedroom apartment on the uh, you know in Queens when you're 32. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we, we went for the dream because it should be all reward. You know, making it is personal. Um, whatever making it means to you is it's completely personal for some people. They're not done until they're, um, you know, having a PBS special, uh, retrospecting their lives and what, a, <laughs> you know, or a Kennedy Center award. You know, some people that's success. Some people it's it's um, it's fifteen years of uh, singing in the chorus. For some people it's uh, just getting a master's degree in music from a conservatory. You know, like success is is personal, and so I'm not. You know, I don't. You can't judge your preconceived ideas of what that is to somebody else's, you know, somebody, somebody else might be perfectly content with, with what they've done. And, and you might be at the top of the food chain and fucking hate it. And, uh, you know, that, that sort of thing is not, I can't speculate on how people feel about that, but what I can talk to and the points that I can talk to are this idea that there is nothing. It's just, you don't even have the option to go for it. You don't even have the option to suffer through something or to take that cover in the middle of nowhere because, uh, it's experience or, or, you know, flying yourself, all the, all the things that we did when we were young and every singer has got the story where they were like, Oh my God, this one time I showed up to the gig and it was at a church and nobody was there to greet me and no, you know, the, you know, it took six months to get paid. Like we all have that story. We all remember that story, but the idea of having to get back to that story after working for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, uh, it's more than daunting. It's, it's depressing, and, um, and I've seen it, and I felt it, and I felt it myself, and um, I, I feel that I'm on the other side of that, but, but who knows? You, you know, here it is, January 21, and I'm holding out hope for the fall. 
there's like three gigs between three or four gigs between now and mid fall that could happen. And I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I'm sort of having the idea in my head that they won't happen just, just so I won't, you know, I'd rather be pleasantly surprised than, than, uh, spontaneously disappointed, but I'm holding out hope for the fall. And that is hope. That's all that is, is hope. Even with a widespread vaccine, uh, can we go back into a theater? Can people sit in the theater that close to each other? Will they even want to? The real question. Uh, you know, we're we're keeping our voices warm. And the productions are ready. And the orchestra's chomping at the bit to play, and we all want to open the doors. But will the people even come back? Will they want to? Are they just so used to everything being delivered to their inbox or their house? You know, fucking Amazon's going to deliver an opera performance to your front door one of these days. Uh, I don't know. I, I personally have a strong desire, not just to see opera because that's what I do, but I, I have this pull to a, to a music festival, to an outdoor concert of some kind, you know, this live performance, this magic that exists between the, the, the proscenium and the first audience member, this, this sort of like electricity in the air. I'm, I'm, I personally can't live without this, but I don't know. I don't know about everybody. You know, in America, we're we're paid for by patrons. Tickets, ticket sales, depending on the size of the opera house, will go from thirty percent to forty, or maybe a little bit more, of the annual budget. And the rest of that comes from the generosity of a large-ish, not even large. It's a small donor base of people that want to see this business keep rolling. And um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if those people are still going to want to toss money at something that can just disappear in five seconds. Think about all the people that put their names on the walls at these opera companies or, or paid for this production or that production. The amount of money that goes into this uh, from our patrons is staggering. And what, what did they get from their money this year? You know, plenty of people, I'm sure, donate money anonymously and just love the arts and want to support some money. And there's people who need a tax advantage. And there are people who love to put their name on a chair or on the wall or support something. You know, there's, there's tons of reasons why patrons um, give. And we love them for giving. We need them. And, and if they need their name on the wall, we're happy to do it. And if they're if they want to stay anonymous, we're happy to do it, and all of those things. But um, are those people still going to be there on the other side of this? Will they want to give their money to something that disappeared as quickly as it did? It's um, it's daunting. Fuck, I'm depressing today, huh? <laughs> anyway, I had to go through that. I had to go through that this morning. I appreciate you listening. Um. I really didn't plan on a whole lot after that. I, I was just so um, concerned for my pal. And, and not you know not concerned specifically for this friend because uh, they're one of the strongest people and if anything, they're going to pull other people through it. But um, um, I thought if this has made it to that level um, mentally, then then everybody's at risk for this. And, and I would love to encourage and tell everybody listening reach out to your buddy, reach out to your friend, reach out to your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever, whoever your group is, reach out to your group and make sure everybody's doing okay because it's easy to go inward. It's easy to focus all of your, um, um, woe is me on me, on you, you know? And, um, I, I think it's, I think it's good. I, after talking to my buddy yesterday, I thought, 
Who else do I need to reach out to? Who else haven't I heard from? Who's being extra quiet right now? Um, I, I would, I would, I would tell anybody listening to this: just think of five people and send them a text. Just put it out there. Hey, I hope you're doing all right. I'm thinking about you. I'm looking forward to this being done. Just make it, make it a positive thing. Reach out because um, uh, I think there's some people out there that really need it. I think there's people who are avoiding this. I think there are people who are hiding and getting worse mentally and and uh, and need need to hear from you. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep reaching out because uh, I think our people need it. That's it. CVH talking at you today. <laughs> oh my god. It's mid it's late January. Fuck. Well, it's just a, what a what a crazy time we live in. You know, I, I always like to go, oh, it's going to make us stronger. This is going to, we're going to be strong after this. Only the strong are going to survive this. But I have now uh, witnessed some of our strongest uh, struggling. Uh, and and uh, that, uh, that's scary to me. That's scary. That should be scary to, to anybody in show business. Um, we're, we're getting rocked right now. Um, we're getting rocked big time. And it, it, that's fine. It, it's fine to suffer your art when you're 20 and 21 and 25 and 29 that that was the time we all sort of signed up to be to be depressed and broke (laughs) we kind of loved it we wallowed in it we were so happy to be in show business we were willing to deal with all the bullshit Uh, but for but for people who are um, middle-aged families houses you know this this is a uh, could very well be a breaking point an ending point and uh, let's look out for our let's look out for our pals right now let's look out for our friends because um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it's a simple thing to do. Reach out to your friend, tell them you love them, make sure they're doing okay. Ask them if they need anything and, and then, and then follow up, you know, check up again. This is a simple thing to do. We have nothing but time on our hands. <laughs> if you have listened to this, you have, you have, uh, 18 seconds in your life to text, uh, a friend. So do it. We're not through with this. I think we're through with the hardest part. I think we're through with the longest part. We're past, way past the middle, but there's still more to go. And uh, a lot of people uh, stumble at the finish line. A lot of people drown right before the uh, the the rescue helicopter shows up. You know, like um, this is this is um, this is the scary time. Let's keep looking out for each other. All right, fucking shit. Enough with this guy already. Jesus. <laughs> I love you for listening. I'll see everybody on Thursday. Um, thanks for checking in. All right. See you next time. Okay. Bye. Twas in another lifetime, one of toil and blood. When blackness was a virtue, the road was full of mud. I came in from the wilderness, a creature void of form. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. And if I pass this way again, you can rest assured I'll always do my best for her, on that I give my word In a world of steel-eyed death and men who are fighting to be warm Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm Not a word was spoke between us, there was a little risk involved Everything up to that point had been left unresolved 
Try imagining a place where it's always safe and warm. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. From exhaustion, buried in the hail, poisoned in the bushes and blown out on the trail, hunted like a crocodile, ravaged in the corn. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. Suddenly, I turned around and she was standing there. With silver bracelets on her wrist and flowers in her hair. She walked up to me so gracefully, took my 